This is a Lip Media Podcast. This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wulgarukaba, Bindle and Wurundjeri peoples. The country we now call Australia was built on the stolen lands of hundreds of unique Indigenous nations, and we recognise that as white women, we continue to partake in and benefit from the act of colonisation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to Book Slut with Abby and Sam. Today we're talking about threesomes and it's kind of like a threesome between you and me and the curse that is on this episode (laughs) because we've tried to record this several times now. (laughs) Uh, In fact, three times. Oh, oh shit. Wow, that's spooky. I mean, I will admit straight off the bat that I totally caught myself out bringing assumptions into this topic. So like when I started to to search for books to read, I predicted that it would mainly be like I would be overrun with books with two women and one man, which is also a super binary assumption as well. But I just kind of had this idea in my head that two women and one man would be like the more popular threesome option which was and it it wasn't or no so in the end the first couple of pages worth of search results were all like heavily weighted towards two men and one woman which surprised me and I it really like caught me out because I was like oh shit I I brought all these assumptions to this and like totally bought into this narrative that it's like more desirable or like more acceptable to have two women and a man. And yeah, I just, I was totally busted. And so like full disclosure on my uh, <laughs> catching myself out there. I think it's pretty normal. Sorry, had to do a little ginger beer burp. Um, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people would be coming in with relatively similar ideas I know I definitely was when I was researching for the topic like thinking when you think threesomes I think for a lot of people it's it's FFM which is the female female male I like to me threesomes are such an interesting area I think I think they get really downplayed in people's sex lives as just like a introductory kink Mm. Or, you know, like a, 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 a way to open up often a heretofore monogamous... Spice up your love life. <laughs> ...relationship, yeah. And so they get... It's kind of one of those things that I think there can sometimes be quite a lot of pressure to be okay with having a threesome because it's seen as, like, not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because when you think about it a bit more critically, it's like, well, it is a big deal. You're inviting a whole other person into this sexual space and so that completely changes the dynamics like it's already complicated enough to navigate having good consensual communicative sex with one other person let alone a whole other person as well yeah and I think I think it's really interesting like the fact that so I do have some like stats essentially of well I have a lot of stats in this episode (laughs) The ones that I thought interesting to start off with was there was a study in 2017 of 274 heterosexual university students, 202 women and 74 men. And it found that 13% had at some point engaged in a threesome 
and it was 24% of the men and 8% of the women. The interesting thing is that they found that men demonstrated significantly higher interest in FFM threesomes and women demonstrated low preferences across the board for threesomes, no matter what combination of people you were talking about. Yeah, right. I wonder what that's about. I know, right? Like, what is it around masculinity? And, you know, I think there's a lot of discussion around how two women in these threesomes make a comment on, like, a man's virility and, you know, this, he can pull chicks or whatever. Um, (laughs) And also, it is often positive is something that you have to like convince your girlfriend or you know convince the the female in the relationship to to go for yeah I do wonder how much of that discrepancy between men and women in those statistics is that it is expected well you know to some degree expected of men to want that and to ask for it and to go go out of their way to to get that whereas I don't think it's necessarily the same for women. Maybe that's changing and maybe, you know, in our circles it's um, a bit more <laughs> of a common thing to talk about. But I, I feel like you don't often hear about the the woman in the relation, relation. Oh, my God, I'm bringing more assumptions to this. Why would they be in a relationship? <laughs> I think it would be, you know what, and I think this is the thing about it often being considered as like a thing that couples do and we can talk a bit more around, you know, couples, including thirds and whatever. But because logistically, sorry to be, you know, that guy, but we know I'm that guy. <laughs> Log- logistically, finding three random people who want to do this, like I, I think that's stranger than finding a larger group of people, you know? Like, I think being able to find. Wait, wait. A are you saying people... that an orgy is logistically easier than a threesome? Yeah, I think so. I... Okay. I think so. It's based off nothing. I have nothing to back it up. But that's that's what I think. And it could also just be that, like, full disclosure, I think I finally decided that I'm just not that into threesomes. Oh, okay. Know? Do you want to yeah. go into that at all? I mean, they just don't, they don't give, they don't make me funny in the wee wee. Yeah. <laughs> Abby is quoting my mum there. <laughs> Not about threesomes. I've never spoken with my mum about threesomes. <laughs> but <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you had? Oh, that's interesting. And I was quoting directly. That's really interesting. I, I'm the opposite. I think threesomes are um, excellent and they... They are definitely high on my list of things that I enjoy to do. I have a handful of experiences with them, which range from really shit and to awkward <laughs> to really fantastic. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Yeah, I, I feel like re-recording this episode over and over again has made me really deep dive into my opinions on threesomes. <laughs> and while I wouldn't say no to it, I think it would be a lot more of like trying to find a fit of someone. And I think a lot of it comes down to with a threesome. So for instance, I would be much more likely to have group sex than a threesome. Is it something to do with it? Like diffusing the 
dynamic across a, a range I of think different so. people. Yeah, I think it's like it's just not as focused on these people. Like in a group sex situation, it's kind of everybody there vibing, doing their thing. And you don't <laughs> <Just> really <vibing>. have <laughs> you don't really have a lot of people just it's not just like this. My idea of threesomes is quite intense, I think. Mm. That's part of it. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, but I like that. But I can see where you're coming from, for sure. I think if I was to bring a third in, I would be more likely to do like cucking or Yes something girl. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> um Anyway, so now that we've got that out of the way. <laughs> just some, you know, just the housekeeping stuff. Um so in this process, I also learned a bit about the acronyms. So you mentioned FFM before, but I also learned and maybe I'm, you know, late to the party on this one, but I learned that the order of the letters in the acronym actually makes a difference to the type of erotica that you're going to read. Yeah, I had no idea about this beforehand. Yeah, so essentially if you have MFM, so the F is in the middle as like a little barrier, that's my like visual aid, <laughs> <laughs> then that refers to when you have two men who will only focus on the woman but not on each other. Whereas MMF is when everyone goes to town on everyone. So because the M's are next to each other, they're okay with, with touching each other, essentially. It doesn't really follow through though, right? Like, like if you, so you have, you say if it's MFM, the M's don't get together. Yeah. Right? But like, just because you have two of the same gender, like why isn't MMF? that the M and the F don't get together. Yeah, I guess it's probably based on the assumption that the woman will touch everybody, which is problematic, mm. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> like the if whole acronym ever... rules are, are based around <laughs> what the men will and won't do. <laughs> uh... Is there any, surely there's some that's F, M, F though. Where the women don't go I did not come across it, but mm. maybe oh, that exists. Oh, 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 sneaky little, I don't know, what would we call this? Sexism? <laughs> sneaky little sexism. It's just, sneaky it's even in the acronyms. There's no escaping it. <laughs> Why must they go for the acronyms? <laughs> also, I really struggle to find any kind of content around non-binary people or, or any like there, there isn't an acronym to describe a threesome with gender non-conforming people as well which is kind of makes sense because it's hard to pin into an acronym but yeah it was notably lacking in this space which I just wanted to but it's also I mean uh, yeah okay I'm just kind of thinking it through because like why do we need to have the acronyms you Why know, can't it just can be H H H? Human, human, <laughs> human. But but then I'm thinking like we are kind of talking specifically around the fact that there is different dynamics with the different acronyms. Oh, absolutely. In the end, I ended up picking two short erotic books. One which were which is F M F and one which was M M F. Oh my god. M M F M M F um one of them I really liked and well no 
One of them I liked. Let's wind it back a little bit. And the other one I really didn't like. So we've got some good balance. That's what this podcast is all about. Balance. (laughs) So the first book is called Three Can Play by Melody Lewis from 2013. Even though we've said that, you know, we've done this three times. Literally every single time I'm like, I have no recollection, no recollection of what these stories were about. (laughs) You mean it wasn't super memorable for you? So this story opens with Cassie, who is a teacher, and she's reminiscing about her two closest friends, AJ and Todd. Oh, no. I remember Todd. (laughs) (laughs) So AJ moved away about seven years ago and she hasn't seen him since, but she sees Todd regularly. She's sitting there in the classroom. I assume that there are no children around while she's thinking this. (laughs) 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 She's sitting there and she's thinking about how she's started to develop feelings for Todd. You know, she thinks that he might like her back, but she's worried that it might destroy their friendship, especially with AJ. I mean... The friendship is destroyed. Like <laughs> you left. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> like, do they email? Do they Zoom catch up? Or like, has he literally just disappeared? Do they host a <laughs> podcast remotely together? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or has he just like they just haven't spoken in seven years? Like, honey, stop worrying about it. Your friendship is done. Yeah, go for Todd if you want to. Like, do what you want. Live your life. Move on. Uh, Your wedding will be a great excuse to see AJ again. (laughs) And then she starts worrying about if AJ wants her. And then she's she's thinking to herself, like, what if I have to choose between the two of them? (laughs) So she's meeting them later that night for dinner because AJ is back in town. Oh, once every seven years, AJ. (laughs) She ends up running late. Um, to this dinner and the reason that she was running late is because she she ran into a woman who was giving birth on the way and she had to take that woman to the hospital and I just cannot believe that this is another book that I am reading where there is a woman giving birth on the side of the street these women need better birthing plans that's all I'm saying if anyone listening is like a midwife or delivers babies I need to know, is this a common occurrence? Does this happen this regularly? Because the romance and erotica that I'm reading would lead me to believe that this happens regularly. Anyway, so she's running late. And then she, when she arrives, she can't see them. And she starts to like freak out. There's a lot of worrying going on throughout this, this story. And then she sees Todd's car in the parking lot. And so she goes over and she spots AJ and Todd kissing. <sighs> yeah. Big gas drama. How old so are she, these people? Uh, I mean, let's say they're high school friends plus seven years. That's what that's, I'm vibing. That's smart. That's smart. Her reaction is that she turns and she runs away, and then for the next few days she ignores all of their calls and all of their texts. Yeah, but Sam, when you are the hero of your own story that everybody loves you in. And wants to have sex with you in. It can this be would confronting. be heartbreaking. <laughs> and so she's all confused and she's like, her heart is heavy and whatever. And then in her... Her heart her... is heavy? Yeah. Is that from the book or is that yeah. just you? No, that's not my commentary. It's not my commentary. <laughs> and she's like, to my surprise, 
I didn't feel any disgust at watching my two best friends kiss. Oh, to my surprise, I'm not a total dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) To my surprise, I'm not wildly homophobic. So she like reflects on it a bit and she's like, oh, you know, I think I think I'm jealous because I felt left out. And so she messages them both. You can you can you can see where it's going. It's not I subtle. Mean, I mean, I could see where it was going as soon as you said it was one woman who had two male friends. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I have to remember where we are. We're in a <laughs> sex podcast. <laughs> so she messages them both, asking for them to come over so that they can all talk. So Todd arrives early. And he starts to like plead with her that he's in love with her and he's always been in love with her and that he never told her because he was worried that she was into AJ or that if they got together, they would ruin their friendship with AJ. (laughs) So much worrying. It's like so much angst about ruining friendships. I mean, you you know, I'm not, I'm not monogamy's biggest cheerleader, but like, if he was really in love with her and worried about all of these things, did he just, like, fall on AJ's face? Like, how did that happen? He wasn't worried that, like, that was going to have an effect on the friendship slash his love relationship with this person? Good point. <laughs> and then it gets worse. So he's like, so when AJ returned, I was going to ask him about how he felt about you. And if he wasn't interested in going out with you, then I was going to ask his permission to do so. It's strange, I know, but somehow I've always felt like you belonged to the both of us. But A few things. And I'm not going to promise this is going to be the last time I repeat this, but... Don't promise that ever. (laughs) AJ has been gone for seven years. Yes. Wait, that's your point of issue with this? <laughs> that's that's the issue? What about the ownership? I mean, yeah, also, but that's so obviously bad. I feel like our Okay, it goes without saying that that's bad. <laughs> I'll pick that up. That's fine. <laughs> I just feel like if someone's gone for seven years, any perceived right that they would have to feeling any way about any person, it's done. Stop worrying about AJ. AJ is a speck of dust on my shoe. He is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Such harsh words. AJ's just out there living his life, you know? <laughs> exactly. And these two should be living their lives, you know? Worrying agree. less about Hard AJ. Agree. agree. But yes, obviously all of that other shit is super problematic as well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, turns out that when she was late the other day at the cafe... AJ had told Todd that he liked him and then he kissed him. And now Todd is like unsure about how he feels about AJ. And then so Cassie is like, well, how about we kiss and then you can see how you feel? No. (laughs) No to my dramatic reading or no? (laughs) No to that situation. But also wouldn't it be great if Todd was just like, no, no. (laughs) I'm definitely into AJ now. I'm here to tell you. And so then they start kissing and then it's like over and over we kissed. Lips, tongue and teeth clashing like waves crashing down on the sand. (laughs) 
It's just like sometimes you don't need to use a simile. Like you just don't, you know, especially not that one. (laughs) So they're starting to get hot and heavy and clothes are coming off. And it's like he licked my nipple, turning it into a pebbly (laughs) bud before taking my whole breast into his mouth. (laughs) Now, I just got to say, as a uh, big busted lady, that is quite a feat. The whole thing, you know? I think as a medium busted lady, that's quite a feat. Because when you think about it, to get the whole breast into your mouth, you would have to have like enough suction and then and then kind of and then kind of clamp it off at the base, you know, to fit the whole breast. Because otherwise there's always gonna be a little bit of breast like hanging out. So if you can logistics girl. <laughs> If you consider, say, like, a water balloon, to get the whole thing in, you'd have to, like, you know, like, you'd have to, people I just can't see. You'd have to, like, I'm get doing. your hands in and, like, pile it, like, push it into your mouth, like, oh, so So, through the fog of pleasure in my mind, I wondered how many women he had caused to writhe beneath him just as I was in that moment. I thought for sure. She has some serious insecurity issues. (laughs) I thought for sure with his handsome looks, his intelligence and his charisma, he must have had many women throwing themselves at his feet. I didn't really care though. Somehow knowing that he would never belong to any woman as much as he belonged to me. A lot of ownership stuff. Seems like she cares. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. (laughs) I mean, tell yourself what you want, honey, but... I'd be working on that through, you know, your workbook. And so she looks up and then AJ is just standing there watching them, like full breast in mouth. And 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 AJ is watching them. Was her door open? I I don't know. (laughs) Obviously didn't lock it. Lock your door. What's wrong with you? Also, AJ just like letting himself in after seven years. Yeah, AJ, you've been gone seven years. I cannot stress this enough. (laughs) And then so AJ goes to leave, but then Cassie is like, oh, no, 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 you don't have to go. And so they invite AJ to join and he starts to kiss Todd and then they start jerking each other off. Let me remind wow. you that Todd was very uncomfortable with the whole kissing thing <laughs> nearly days earlier. Also, like AJ got his kid off real quick. Was he like? <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I better go. Like while he's undressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, don't ask me to stay unbuttoning his shirt. So they're wanking each other off and then they stop and they turn their attention onto Cassie. Todd is going down on Cassie while AJ gives Todd a rim job. Mm-hmm. And then they... Sw- <laughs> mm-hmm. And then- <laughs> Boring rim job, move along. And then they switch. So Cassie is giving Todd a blowjob while AJ plays with his butt. And it's like, so is every, no, not everybody. This is, this is, this is the eternal conundrum of. This is, wait (laughs) for it. (laughs) Of the massage train slash threesome. Oh. One person is always, I mean, okay, sure. Maybe this tells you more about how selfish I am, but whatever. One person is always not getting anything in return for their giving. 
that's not true. You could have all three people going down on each other at the same time. That's true, like the triangle in the ghost train. Okay, <laughs> yes, but not in this instance. I stand by it for this instance of a threesome. Okay, okay. This is why, again, I didn't realise that this is how this episode was going to go, but putting another argument forward for group sex, <laughs> much, much like in a massage train where you need to hit the critical mass so that you can make a circle mm, yeah, so that everybody can be involved. It's very similar, I feel. That analogy holds. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to fight you on it. It sounds like you're pretty set on that, that one. <laughs> you should probably fight me on that, but it's okay. We don't have time. Move along. So they move over to the couch and Todd goes to penetrate Cassie, but it turns out that she's a virgin. What? <laughs> yeah, this is her first. This is the first time. I mean, like. I mean, absolute respect. Like, I think if my first time as a virgin had been a threesome, I would have literally shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been no rim jobs involved. Oh, my God. <laughs> Particularly with two men. How is she not just being like, this is a lot of dicks? Oh, ex- I, I mean, I feel that way. Even now, considering an MMF threesome. I thought you were going to be like, I feel that way with just one person. <laughs> Too many dicks. Just one man. Too many dicks. I mean, sometimes, Abby. Sometimes. So she's like, I had never felt a man's cock inside me before, having never made it that far yet. And I was at a loss for words to describe the feeling, though I knew it was definitely a good feeling. <laughs> I mean, it's... So do they Do they know she's a virgin? Her, like, two best friends in the whole wide world? You know, maybe that should have been discussed before they were like, we'll have a threesome. Hey, Cassie, are you okay with your first, you know, sexual debut being with both of us at once? I know that we own you and everything, but, like... <laughs> maybe we should ask. <laughs> yeah, no, there was, there was not a lot of chat about it. All right. But at least it's a good feeling. I mean, she's loving it. So then AJ gets behind Todd. There's a lot of like mechanics. There's a lot of movement. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt like reading a manual because it was <laughs> all like like a twister. twister? Yeah. <laughs> Left hand here, right foot there kind of thing. Imagine if Twister also incorporated mouths. Oh god, can you imagine the teens? No. Don't imagine the teens. <laughs> Don't imagine it. Why would you? And so AJ gets behind Todd. So then we're in a situation where AJ is penetrating Todd, who is in turn penetrating Cassie. And then they're just all kind of like thrusting in unison. Um, But also, can I point out again, Todd was uncomfortable with kissing. (laughs) He is really just like stepped up to the plate. He's like, I am ready to be the meat in the middle of this sandwich. Like, he's just going for it. Go for it, Todd. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about literally everything else in this story, but they are really just grabbing life by the balls, you know? They truly are. (laughs) They're just, no hesitation, just bam, into it, right on. And I tell you what, the few times that I have ended up in a sort of more spontaneous kind of style threesome it does feel a bit ridiculous like you're just like oh okay 
<laughs> like it just kind of seems wild that the stars would align and you'd have three people who are all into each other enough to be able to to want to just like go with the flow like that you know yeah I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's a pretty amazing thing. It is beautiful. And you know what else is beautiful? The ending of this story. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which is when they all, so they all come together at the same time, which seems highly unlikely, but you know that what? That is. Wow. I'll yeah, allow cool. the fantasy to exist. <laughs> and then they fall asleep in each other's arms. Oh. On the couch? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that seems uncomfortable. <laughs> on the floor. So I didn't hate that story. It wasn't, you know, there was lacking some some pretty important communication, but they all seem to be having a pretty good time for the most part. Okay. I can get behind it. AJ got behind it. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Should we take a break and then I'll tell you the second story? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so the second book that I read is called The Wife and the Waitress by Valerie Payne, written in 2020. So it's fresh. I mean, I like the alliteration. (laughs) I don't like that these women have been reduced to the wife and the waitress. No, No, absolutely. That's, That's not great. So this story is from the perspective of the husband. Which is, it comes up a bit throughout this book. I like it felt a bit kind of cringy sometimes, like these kind of things that felt like, like obviously I don't know if Valerie Payne is a pen name, it could be written by anyone, but it felt like there were these things in this book where it was like, oh yeah, that's a stereotypical thing that a man would say, but it felt kind of on the nose. Yeah, right. So, you know, look forward to that. (laughs) I always do. (laughs) So the premise of this story is essentially that there's this man who got his wife a wearable vibrator for their anniversary. And so the plan is for her to wear it out to their fancy dinner. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like remote controllable so he can control when, when it goes off. So he gives her this gift and it notes in this book, the box is thick and sturdy and very obviously wrapped by someone that was paid to do so. I have a lot of skills, but neatly wrapping presents isn't one of them. Ooh, it's a box. Like, a toddler can wrap a fucking box. (laughs) Wrap the box. And then, you know what? Put the wrapping shit away. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's she's opening this box and it's and getting really excited about it and he 
gets naked because they're like they're starting to fall around. It's like her eyes darken as she watches me and I can see her tongue flicking behind her teeth, already eager to suck my cock. What a good girl, I muse to myself. Fuck, I'm ready to be balls deep inside her, but I'm just going to have to control myself. (laughs) So you see what I mean about like, this is what a man says. (laughs) I want to be balls deep. I hate balls Balls deep. Balls deep. I hate it so much. (laughs) Also, like... I don't know, it feels a little serpentine and creepy. Like, also, how does he see her tongue behind her teeth? Does he have x-ray vision? Like, is he... Is he... Is he shorter than her? You know, like, is he, like, looking up into her mouth? I, look, so regardless that, of his height, la, la, it is weird la, la. for her to be licking, like... <laughs> it reminds me of that, of, like, Jafar... When he turns into a snake, let's see what a snake I can be. (laughs) That's hot. I mean, that part actually is is quite hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of sexual tension. (laughs) Would bang Jafar like every single time. But anyway, sidetracked. (laughs) So they're fooling around a little bit. It turns out that the vibrator is actually like five inches long. I was kind of imagining one of those things that just like sits on your clit, but it's like a full dildo like vibrator inside of her. And so like when she's walking around, she's got this like, he calls it her little waddle. (laughs) Like you are not being discreet if you can't walk with this vibrator in you. (laughs) And so they pull up to this fancy restaurant. Wait, does the wife ever get named in this book? Yes, Layla. So they pull up to this fancy French restaurant and Layla is like, oh, I've been wanting to try this place for ages. And then he's like, I quietly roll my eyes. Apparently the six weeks since the place opened qualifies as a long time. What a bitchy thing to say. Also, I would like to see you loudly roll your eyes, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Surely that's like when you're like, ugh. (laughs) I think that's the noise that accompanies eye rolling. Right, right. <laughs> I'm a seasoned eye roller. <laughs> and like, as someone who is into food, six weeks is a fucking long time to wait when there's a new restaurant. You can shut up. Um, like, it's just mean, you know? Doesn't need to be in there. You're on a nice date. <laughs> Have a good time. Stop quietly rolling your eyes. <laughs> so it turns out that he's booked them a private room at this restaurant. And it's, like, kitted out with, like, a fireplace and, like, I don't know what else. A fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, fancy. (laughs) Um, And so their waitress, Beth, comes in and she has huge tits and a fantastic ass. Well, I mean, they're the only important parts about her that I need to know about. Absolutely. (laughs) And then he orders for Layla. No. I, I hate it. I hate it so How long much. have they been married? Doesn't matter. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not saying that it matters. I'm just saying, like... I have no idea. How long has she been in this hellscape? <laughs> how long has she but... been hurting? <laughs> Blink twice, Layla. <laughs> so, bla 
blah, blah, blah. The dinner goes on. They're having some chats and he's kind of like teasing her with this, um, with the app and the vibrator, which is hot. Like I, that's, that's a hot scenario. I will admit. (laughs) I will allow. (laughs) But then she gets down under the table and she starts giving him a blowjob. That is inappropriate. You're in someone's workplace. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Beth walks in while she's like a mid blowjob. And so fucking this old mate, I don't know what his name is. He like slams her head down under this tablecloth. And she's like choking on his penis, choking on his dick while he like chats with Beth, the waitress. And poor Beth is standing there, no idea, none the wiser. So she takes their order, goes away or something. I lose track of the ordering and all that. Um, (laughs) Well, I was going to say, if she takes her order then, then that kind of makes sense why he ordered for her because she's got a mouthful of dick. (laughs) She's already eaten. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, nothing for my wife, thank you. (laughs) She's full. (laughs) Gross. She's stuffed. Um, anyway we're going straight to hell yeah Beth comes back um, with their entrees and she's like oh you know like can I get you anything else because it's her job that is her job she's being a waitress and then (laughs) and then like you can't have tell that we were both waitresses (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's not being nice to you because she's flirting with you although sometimes it's her job anyway Layla at this point is back in her chair and Layla's like to Beth she's like did you know that tonight is our anniversary and Beth is like oh I didn't you know what a happy occasion you know perhaps I can get you a bottle of wine or maybe a decadent dessert again because she's doing her job and then Layla's like no no uh, I don't think that that's appropriate enough you see it's our anniversary and he can't stop looking at your tits and then Beth who is understandably mortified at this point is like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't mean to do anything. I'm really, really like Beth does not need to apologize in this situation. <laughs> no, I think Layla and old mate are made for each other. <laughs> and then, and then Layla's like, Oh no, no, no. You misunderstand. I'm not upset. Is this, why do they speak like they're in like the twenties in a speakeasy? Like, I mean, how much of that is me? <laughs> Honestly, I never know. No, no, no. Oh, it's just simply not appropriate enough. We would like to jizz on your breasts. <laughs> and then, yeah. So Layla's like, no. Oh no, no, no. You misunderstand. I'm not upset. He is a man after all, and you're stunning. Let's stop excusing men's poor behavior because they are a man. (laughs) And also blaming women for being attractive. (laughs) It's like the worst song. (laughs) It basically writes itself, though, let's be real. (laughs) And then... Layla's like, oh, you know, he got me the most wonderful gift and I was hoping you could help me reciprocate. And then Beth is like, uh, I don't really understand 
what you mean. <laughs> Why do you keep speaking in these weird <laughs> sexual harassy riddles? <laughs> and then Layla's like, oh, I think you do. Wink. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Layla. No. <laughs> she obviously does not understand because you're not saying anything. Well, I mean, we say that. And then next minute, they're making out. <laughs> oh. I don't know why. Like, obviously, it's an erotica. There's, like, we knew. I knew. I knew. But for some, for some reason, it still disappointed me. And so... They make out for a while, and then finally Beth is like, oh no, I have to go and get someone to cover my tables. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that she's, I'm glad she's considering this, because if she's, I was one of her tables, I'd be like, where the fuck are my fries? Yeah, and what is she telling her workmates? Because I'll let you know. <laughs> one time, I had some workmates who had sex on the job, and I was unimpressed. Oh, did you have to cover their tables? Well, yeah, because they were having sex. <laughs> and then afterwards, I was like, where the fuck were you guys? And they were like, oh, we, like, stepped out for a second. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. That is so rude. <laughs> oh, I hope you took, like, a bigger slice of the tips that night or something. All our tips went to a communal jar. Oh, I guess that's fair. You know, socialism or something. <laughs> Anyway, so she runs off to go and like sort out her her tables, and so does she know she's going to be having a threesome with them at this point, or she's just like, yeah, we're just going to make. I guess she's like like, reading the room, you know, (laughs) she's picking up on the vibe. (laughs) I mean, the vibe is weirdly obvious, but also subtle. So again, yeah, the vibe is also like kind of tacky, you know. Oh, the vibe is super tacky. Anyway, the next couple of parts, there's just so much deep throat. So much. It's it's just... (laughs) Okay. It's so much deep throat, Abby. And I have to tell you, it just... There's nothing, to me at least, you know, listeners may vary on this, may differ, but there is nothing enjoyable about reading about deep throat like it's just i don't even particularly like ugh. Mm. ugh anyway the descriptors like the way that you would have to describe oh, the act to make Abby. the readers know that it's deep throat none of those sound pleasant yeah well strap in <laughs> <laughs> so essentially beth comes back and then it's just like this awful awful dynamic where he just kind of like takes it in turns between them as they both deep throat him like one after the other like it's just like some kind of like awful game you know when you that get those arcade games where you like put the the ball in the clown's mouth this is what i'm imagining but it's just like him thrusting (laughs) his dick but it's his balls (laughs) his balls deep so this is like exactly the kind of threesome that i would not want to be in because it's just like weirdly mechanic and he's just kind of like Mm. back and forth ping-ponging between these two women anyway (laughs) so at one point um one of them is lying down on their back and he's kind of like mouth fucking her and so he's like i realized that i can actually see my dick fucking her throat (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he's like, I put my hand around it, amazed by the fact that I can actually feel myself through the thin layer of flesh of her throat as I make quick, shallow thrusts. I mean, they ain't shallow, for one thing. <laughs> it's called deep throat. Come on. <laughs> I uh, that that description that seems, makes me feel seems Ill. dangerous. Yeah, and like, look, I'm sure that you know, there are plenty of people who are really into. Was that his wife or Beth? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that there are plenty of people who are like really into deep throat and really like enjoy the sensation or enjoy the power play of it or you know enjoy something but like the thought of being able to see a dick Mm. down like Mm -mm. in my throat is like so deeply upsetting to me Mm -mm. (laughs) deeply (laughs) and so anyway after all of the deep throating of which there is a lot he essentially then swaps to having penetrative oh my god penetrative sex with each of them like one after the other they're not touching each other at all no like what they're not getting anything out of this like one thrust withdraw one thrust can i say again a lot of uh queefing opportunity oh yeah a lot of air is getting trapped in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just sounds like the most boring threesome ever to be honest if this was my anniversary, what? I would be let down. I would be like, can I just go with the vibrator? <laughs> yeah. Layla just fucks off to the corner, eats some of the entree and like... <laughs> once he's done with that, once he's had his fill, <laughs> oh, he gets them to like kneel down next to each other so that he can come on both of their boobs at the same time. And it's oh. <laughs> And it's like... They both coo and giggle, come dripping from their tits. Happy anniversary, oh. Beth and Layla say in, uni- union, in unison, giggling at each other. No, the union is not involved in this, Sam. They would not be happy with these going on. Um, have, we, have we discussed cooing as a concept? I don't and- know if we have before. And how it often gets used to describe a sound that, that a woman would make. And how I've never heard a woman go, <laughs> which is a coo. I don't know what else. Like, what? what is the sound that they think it is? <laughs> I don't understand what the sexy sound is supposed to be. I don't make. understand either, but I kind of love this idea of, like, going down on a woman. And then she just starts making bird noises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of these two women kneeling, getting cum spurted on their tits, going (laughs) It's just also like if we're talking about threesome uh, dynamics and like a massage train it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like (laughs) Oh no, to use the massage train analogy that is that man with a woman massaging either shoulder (laughs) Yeah, neither of the women I get anything except a sore throat. It's it's such a hard pass for me on this story. Like I just cannot. Like I'm really okay. Maybe the wife. Sorry, I should stop calling her the wife. Layla 
is, you know, they have this relationship and she gets pleasure from pleasure. You know, there's definitely an element of that totally, in things. Totally. But like Beth is a stranger. Go down on her. Yeah. You know? Show her a good time. Like like clean your vibrator and slap a condom on it and give her a go. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. <sighs> so that's that. Yeah, that was wild. So one of the things that I found really interesting in the uh, research that I was doing, and I think you may have read this article too, the If There's No Homo, There's No Trio. Yeah, yeah. Article. This is a 2018 article essentially talking about how a core aspect of women's enjoyment in threesomes with two men is that those men would sexually interact with each other. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's really interesting because a lot of the article is written around this idea that two men who are willing to sexually interact with each other are less likely to objectify the woman or have like an objectifying environment and, you know, less likely to kind of buy into a lot of the dynamics of purely, and there's air quotations, heterosexual sex. Yeah, totally. And I think it makes sense as well in, in, in the, well, for a few reasons. For me personally, I think if I was in a situation where I was having a threesome with two men and they didn't want to touch each other, it would be a turnoff because it would be like, oh, this weird, like this, this cultural homophobia is not sexy and I wouldn't be able to get out of my own head about that. And then on top of that, it also means, you know, bringing a union back into it, an unfair amount of labor <laughs> for, for, for the person who is willing to be involved with, you know, both other parties, because if they're not getting each other off, then that responsibility comes back to me. Yeah, it falls on you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting, I think it also goes into this idea of, you know, women's bisexuality being more acceptable mm-hmm. in society, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, refer to our episode on bisexuality for all of that discussion. But um, this idea that I definitely think when I was younger, if I were, whenever I thought about threesomes, being involved in a threesome I was always like oh I would have it would be two women and a man Mm -hmm. because you know I'm attracted to women and you know I can imagine myself kissing a woman but the men would never like that's just not something that two men would do and as I've gotten older I'm definitely now like and there's this whole thing about the devil's threesome you know, all of those things like Eiffel Tower and Spit Roast and all of that, like, quite gross kind of rhetoric around two men who are not sexually engaging with each other in a threesome. As I've gotten older, the more I've been like, oh, actually, I do find guys getting it on quite hot and I would absolutely love for that to be a thing if I was going to have a threesome. And I've moved so far to the other side now of being like eh, that would probably be my preference yeah yeah that's interesting I, it sounds like when you were younger you were definitely more influenced by the sort of like cultural and societal norms and expectations around around that whereas now you know I think it is shifting on a broader scale but it sounds like you uh you've reflected more on what you actually want <laughs> rather than what like society deems to be okay I mean I also like I didn't know any bisexual men totally yeah either you know like, yeah 
Um, when you mentioned the Eiffel Tower, it made me think of this other study that I read, which was called I Don't Mind Watching Him Come. Heterosexual men threesomes and the erosion of the one-time rule of homosexuality, which was um, written in 2017. And one of the things that they found in this study was that of the men who said that they were inter- that, that they would be interested in a, in a MMF threesome, most of them said that they would prefer it to be with a close friend rather than with a stranger. And a lot of the rationale behind that was that they, you know, they thought it would be more, more fun with a mate. Um, they thought they'd be able to like laugh about it afterwards. Um, and the researchers kind of mm. highlighted that it was seen as a way for these male friends to bond and develop their relationship in the context of having a threesome with each other and a woman. But there was this it's crazy to me that it's crazy to me that men can like, you know, there can be all these studies about how men find it hard to build these emotional bonds with their male friends because they can't talk about their feelings. But then something like a threesome is seen as a way to bond. It's like you are jumping yeah. into the deep How end. about you like have a chat first? <laughs> yeah. Like just have a good cry, you know? Like, have a hug and hold hands in like together. the middle of the street and then we can talk about like butt play you know (laughs) um something though that jumped out at me which makes me like feel sick to my stomach um was a quote from one of the participants who was like you get to high five your mate over her back and I was just like that the idea of that Mm. is so foul to me and also the idea of like like I, I know it's funny right because I I like the idea of it being jovial and it being playful and a good time and like yeah have a laugh it's a ridiculous situation sex is ridiculous I laugh during sex that's fine but like the the thought of being the woman in this threesome where they're bonding and high-fiving and then laughing about it afterwards feels really gross to me you know Mm, like the idea you're essentially being a prop to help them move their relationship forward yeah yeah exactly and I wonder like I wonder if if women do this as well you know if two female friends inviting someone into a threesome I think like I really have no I would have no preference about having a threesome with friends versus strangers oh yeah that's interesting there are pros and cons to both sides. Yeah, definitely. I, think. <laughs> I definitely, when I was younger, bought into this whole idea of like, if you're having a threesome with your partner, then the third should be a stranger because then there's going to be less like, <laughs> it's. it makes me cringe thinking back to it, but I think it's still a common thing that people think there's going to be less, um, you know, potential for it to ruin the relationship because if it's a stranger, then they'll go on their way. Whereas if it's a friend then there's more room for like jealousy and stuff like that. Yeah. Which. Yeah. And I think that comes into the idea of the, um, did you come across like the threesome imagined? Yes. Yeah. Which is an interesting which is the concept. Con- yeah. And it's the, it's the cultural understanding of threesomes where a threesome just essentially reflects and reproduces an existing power relations. Cause there's a thing like a threesome can be such a powerful space for, communicating and working through those like um challenging those power relations but it's generally considered for heterosexuals a monogamous couple 
inviting a third mm. to join them. And in the instances where that third is a stranger, you know, that person, and is usually a, a woman, you know, it is kind of really skewed towards FFM threesomes. And that woman is there again as a prop to kink their relationship yeah. or they're like trialing non-monogamy through it or you know there's a whole range of these things and you can you know uh, as a woman on dating apps you're like inundated and I imagine even worse so more so if you identify as bisexual oh yeah there's a whole like hunt for unicorns out there especially for the the bisexual woman who will just like slot right into uh, a couple dynamic, which like I find I find that space interesting because I have been in a relationship and looking for a third, and also have been the third, and I think it can be it, it's just it's such uh, tricky waters because like it can be really fun and exciting to to just kind of like play a cameo in in someone's relationship like that, but mm. it's also as I think more couples are starting to get called out for on these dating apps, it can be really objectifying and kind of demeaning to just be, yeah, sort of seen as, as this, this little sex object. Um, but I am enjoying seeing more and more people push back against like stereotypical unicorn hunting online. Yeah. And it, I mean, it comes back to essentially what we say over and over that it's about the communication and like, do you want this, if you are a couple, do you want this to be a one night stand thing? Or is this, is there more, what are you doing? And always communicating that with the third so they can make a decision if that's something that they're interested in. Yeah. Totally. Like not taking away the autonomy of someone because you are in the position of power as the couple in that Absolutely. Instance. Yeah. And I think a lot of it as well comes to this idea of, you know, FFM for men is what we're saying before. It shows their virility, also the acceptability of uh, female bisexuality, whereas MMF for women is seen as slutty, you know, Mm, um, mm -hmm. and also you have the less, you have less acceptance of male bisexuality. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily strange that, you know, when people think of threesomes, they think of two women and a man, because that's kind of what we've been conditioned to consider as the norm for yeah. threesomes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like rounding it back to the start of this episode, I absolutely fell into that trap. Um, not that I'm like being hard on myself for it, but I just, <laughs> you know, like we talk about that sort of stuff so much. So when you catch yourself out, in those kinds of thought patterns it was like oh oh okay there's that's still in there gotta like unlearn some more shit (laughs) yeah yeah definitely but you know it's all a process it is indeed (laughs) Mm, what's love